You're listening to The First Gen Coach. I'm your host, Carla Santamaria, a civic engagement professional turned mindset and career coach. As a first-gen immigrant, college grad, and corporate professional, I have experienced firsthand the many struggles and challenges that first-gen professional Latinas and women of color often face when navigating unfamiliar and unfriendly corporate environments. In this podcast, I will share insights for career success and will feature inspiring and successful first-gen women to share their journey and their stories. If you're ready to tap into a growing community of first-gen professionals, you've come to the right place. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is really exciting. It is something that has been on my mind for several weeks now, and I am so pumped that I finally get to share it with you. Um, The episode is going to be answering the tough interview questions. Now, the reason that I'm super pumped about it is that these are the interview questions that you all submitted. I posted a story on my Instagram with the sticker to submit questions. And many of you submitted the questions that you find the hardest to answer when you are interviewing for jobs. So I am really excited to answer them and to give you a framework for how to answer any interview question that you feel is scary or tough or that you are just comfortable answering. Um, And there's different ways of being uncomfortable. Definitely you don't have to answer anything that is uncomfortable because it's like violating your boundaries. Um, But if it's uncomfortable, let's say for example, because it's, you know, the thing that stresses you out the most, then there's definitely a framework to solve that. So I am really pumped to share those framework and the, the tough interview questions with you today. Before we get into the show, I do have excellent news. Enrollment is officially open for the Six Figure Accelerator. This is my signature 10-week coaching container that is designed to help mission-driven first-gen professionals fast-track their careers to six figures. This is perfect for you if you deeply care about making a difference in your community, if you are tired of being overworked, underappreciated, and underpaid, and especially if you are ready to take a leap into the tech field. Now, if you've known me for any length of time, you have probably figured out that I'm not the most tech-savvy person out there. I'm probably... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say these negative affirmations about myself, but I'm just going to stick with not the most tech-savvy person. Uh, But guess what? That doesn't matter because you don't have to be techie to get a high-paying job in the tech industry, all right? There are so many non-technical jobs in tech, and I want to help you get one. I want to help you get a six-figure job that is aligned with your skill set, that is aligned with your passions, that is aligned with the life that you want to live, and that helps you make a difference in your community. So if you want to learn more, go to thefirstgencoach.com slash 
six figures. I am excited to tell you all about it. All right. During these 10 weeks together, I will show up every week for 90 minutes. So it is 10 live taught 90 minute coaching calls that will send you home with reflection and implementation, workbooks and action items. You will receive a strategy session one-on-one for us to really dive deep into your goals and to personalize your experience. You're going to walk away with having a tech optimized resume and LinkedIn profile with the tools that are going to help you overcome common career pivot roadblocks with the strategy to deepen and strengthen meaningful connections that will help you expand career opportunities. And because you know that I firmly believe that first-gen professionals, first-gen women, women of color, making more money is an act of resistance, I will equip you with the strategies and tools to help you negotiate your salary and get paid your worth. Again, you have a six-figure skill set. Every job that exists in the nonprofit, in the public sector, in the government sector, in education, each of those jobs has an equivalent in the tech industry, and they are willing to pay you top dollar for your skills. So please join me. You can sign up this week. So September 19th through September 23rd, we will start on September 29th. We'll meet once a week for 10 weeks, and I will give you the strategies you need in order to fast track your career to six figures. I really look forward to seeing you there. Now, let's get into the show. Let's dive in into answering your tough or hardest interview questions. Now, as I mentioned, this list of questions are what you all submitted via my Instagram stories. So if you're not following me on Instagram, go ahead and follow me at Carla, the first gen coach. Now, what is super interesting about this is that none of the questions that you all submitted were about technical skills. They were all much more introspective or reflection questions, which really leads me to the conclusion that you're all confident in your technical abilities, but it's that discomfort facing the introspection part, that discomfort facing the the things that require you to look inside and think critically. So let's dive right in. The most common submission that I got is, what is your biggest weakness? So people seem to hate that question, and honestly, I hate it too, because it is very old school, and if any employers are still using this question, I would very much be concerned about their people management skills and people management practices, because I would think that they are definitely outdated. Um, So another version of this question is, what is your biggest weakness? Uh, Let's see, what is uh, your most negative quality? And then also, what can you improve on? So the last part, what can you improve on? Or like that variation of the question, I would say that that's kind of the least bad from this list here, this variation of the question, what is your biggest weakness? Um, What 
The interviewer, hopefully, what they really want to know is, are you self-aware enough to know your own skill sets and blind spots? All right, so this is an opportunity. This is not necessarily a time to be sharing, you know, like, oh, I get really hyper-competitive in Monopoly. I mean, clearly that's my own thing. I really do get hyper-competitive in Monopoly. It's been a while since I played. Uh, be interested to see if I mill it out. Um, but no, this is not necessarily a time to give like your biggest weakness or your negative quality. There is a time and place for honesty and transparency. As I said before, what they're trying to know from this is if you are self-aware enough to know. All right. They might also be trying to know if you have a growth mindset or they may be trying to figure out what your learning style is or if you are someone who can work on their on, on being a well-rounded candidate. All right. So it's not necessarily a question that is meant to put you on the spot or that is meant to embarrass you. I like I said, what is your biggest weakness? I sincerely hope you're not getting this question, but you can frame it around the workplace, all right? So how to answer this? Before you answer, think about the times when you have struggled at work and why, all right? What has caused you to struggle? Now be specific here. And when you think about these times that you struggle, maybe it was because you didn't have the support that you needed. Maybe it was because you were bored. Maybe it was because you were part of a team that just had a different learning, you know, like a different style. Just focus on why you struggled and then what you did to overcome that struggle. So for example, um, and I would say, honestly, focus on the part that, you know, what you're doing to overcome it. So my personal, you know, like weakness or quality that I'm constantly trying to improve on is focusing on completing the task without getting distracted by other details and, you know, like without going on a tangent. And I know that about myself and I know that I need to pull myself in. So when I answer this question, you know, I can say, well, sometimes when I'm working on a project, I can get hyper-focused on a task that is not as critical to the completion of the project. I mean, that's 100% true, and then I'm saying that to them. Then I finish answering the question by saying, so what I do is when I catch myself hyper-focused on a task, I actually ask myself this question, Carla, is that literal? Is that really what you're spending your time on? And then I bring myself back. And then I remind myself that, you know, it's a very small detail that I don't need to be spending all my time on. And I get back on working on the great, um, the whole, the project as a whole, excuse me. So for example, if this is a question that you are trying to answer, and let's say that you are you know, like maybe your biggest weakness or, or the thing that you're overcoming at work is that you get bored easily or that people annoy you or that you're spending all your time watching Netflix, definitely don't say that in an interview. You know, it's like, oh, what's your biggest weakness? Oh, well, as soon as my boss leaves the office, I put on Netflix. I mean, that is, if that's something that you're doing, definitely. <laughs> what can you do to work on so that you're not putting on Netflix as soon as you leave the office? You know, or if it's like, oh, 
um, I hate being surrounded by people because they're super annoying. Like it's still a job interview. You still want to present yourself in the best way possible. So remember to frame it and focus on the opportunities and how you have improved. So for example, if you get bored easily, you could frame it around what makes it bored and what is, you know, like what is making you lack motivation. So you could say, it's hard to be motivated when I don't see how the task at hand is connect, is connected to the mission of the company or to the greater project as a whole. So you see how that is, is still true. It's hard to be motivated. That's a different way of saying that you can get bored easily, but you are focusing on how, you know, like focusing how it shows up in the workplace. So again, reframe it and focus on the opportunity and where you have improved. All right. So let's say that you really do struggle with all of the office small talk. Um, you know, so you can frame it around the way of, you know, like I, you can say something along the lines of, Sometimes it can be hard for me to focus when there is a lot of external office interactions or a lot of things going on. So when I really need to get my work done, I prefer to shut my door. I understand that to some people that may seem being standoffish. So I just let them know that I'm going to close my door because I need to focus. And so you are acknowledging how you might be perceived, you know, like if you're constantly working with your door closed, you might be perceived as standoffish, but you are also saying what you do to get ahead of it. All right. So to summarize, if you're being asked, what is your biggest, um, you know, like your biggest weakness or an area of, of growth or, or what can you improve on? They're really trying to see if you are self-aware and, Potentially, you know, what they may have to be uh, coaching you on or what they may have, what tools they can provide to support you and help you succeed in that role. Okay, let's go to the next one. Why are you trying to leave your job? This one is so funny to me because the, you know, many of you who, who submitted this question, it's like, um, because I need the money or like, um, because you're hiring, like, why are you trying to leave? Now, this question can cause a lot of anxiety. I know for me, one time when I was trying to leave because I just wasn't getting along with my boss and I didn't necessarily have like an answer prepared. And then, of course, that was the first question that they asked me. So it threw off the entire interview. I didn't get invited for a second interview. It was not great. And I had to learn to be graceful with myself in that sometimes you're just going to have an off day. But you can prevent the, you know, or you can reduce the number of off days you have if you plan for these interview questions that are going to be hard for you. All right. And so that was an, another common theme that I saw around these like tough interview questions or your least favorite interview questions is that the questions that you all submitted usually are tough or they're questions you don't want to answer because you are feeling some sort of anxiety around them. All right. And Sometimes it's okay to just maybe like journal, you know, or talk to a friend or just, or just give those feelings, just, just voice them, just put them down on paper and release them. All right. Just spend two minutes in those feelings and then release them. And I promise you, you're going to be feeling so much better. All right. So if this is the case, if this is a question that is really difficult for you, think about the values 
that you are trying to move towards in a new role. All right. So first of all, if you're trying to leave, there's a lot of sort of easy answers if you know why you're trying to leave. So for example, oh, this was a, a two-year contract based on a grant, or this was a short-term contract because I was covering for somewhere in FMLA, or, you know, like this was a temporary position, was a pro- temporary project-based position. These are all really easy answers. And trust me, like that is 100% normal. Like people know that this this kind of short-term or even medium-term employment that is extremely common. If this is where you find yourself, don't worry. That's easy. Recruiters don't think twice about it. So that's the easy one. (laughs) Well, at least to me, that's sort of the easy one. The one that may be a little bit more challenging is, for example, if you're in a place where the culture is not aligned with the culture that you respect, or even where your boundaries are not being respected, where you're just potentially having a really toxic work environment. Like all of these things can be really difficult to talk about in a job interview because you don't want to trash talk your current or old employer. And again, please remember that it is still a job interview and you are trying to put your best foot forward and present yourself in the best light possible. So it is important, like how you frame things is extremely important. Don't go into a job interview and say like, oh, I'm trying to leave because my boss is an idiot or like, oh, I'm trying to leave because everyone gossips or, oh, I'm trying to leave because whatever. All right. Just do some reflecting and ask yourself, what is the core issue here? If you're not getting along with your boss, then maybe you can say, oh, I'm looking to transition, you know, I'm I'm looking for opportunities for mentorship and I admire the leadership in your company, you know, or maybe um, if it's like just toxicity among colleagues, you could say, I am looking, you know, like the culture is not aligned with my values and I have read about, you know, and have heard great things about your company or something to that effect. Just do some reflecting, okay? Because do some reflecting and get down to the core of why you're trying to leave and then focus on the positive, like make it a positive action-based statement instead of, oh, I'm tired of all these negative things happening. Like I'm tired of my boss emailing me on the weekends. You could say, I'm looking to transition because um, I want to be aligned with a culture that has better work-life balance you know, or work-life integration or blend, however you want to call it. So keep it positive, not in like that you have to lie or sugarcoat, but in what you're looking for. All right. And so you don't necessarily have to like go down into this pit of despair and negativity. You can just calmly state what it is that you're looking for. All right. So Again, if the culture is toxic, you can say, I'm looking for a better work-life balance, or I'm looking for a culture of belonging, or I'm looking for, you know, an employer that values its employees. Um, If you're honestly, if you're leaving because you want more money, hey, that is fine. All right. I am a proud, great resignator. I've quit two jobs in one year. Um, 
so you can say, I am looking to better showcase my skill set, or I'm, I'm looking to be better aligned with the market rate for my role. You could even say, I've outgrown my opportunities in this current environment. Um, and so again, just like keep it positive and just focus on what you hope to get out of and like what you're walking towards instead of what you're running away from. All right. And that brings us to the last question that I got multiple jobs. I mean, multiple times is what is your favorite part about the job description or what excites you about this job or why do you want to work here? Now I put these three out slightly different, but I put them all together because they come down to the same the same thing. They want to know that you as a potential employee, that you as a candidate are invested in the company and that are actually excited to work in the company. And listen, work is work. You all know that. You've heard me say that. However, I believe that work can be fulfilling and that you can work for an employer that is aligned with your values. Now, for the company, turnover costs a lot of money. Turnover is extremely expensive. So it's this turnover or attrition, basically like when an employee joins the company and then they leave and it actually costs the company a lot of money. And so when they are screening candidates, they want to know why you want to work there because it is a business decision for them. All right. Just like it's a business decision for you, you're probably, you know, wanting to work there because they offer you more money. It's a business decision for them as well. Now, I'm going to go ahead and do, you know, this might be a controversial opinion, but if you can't answer that question, then don't apply. You don't have to apply to jobs that sound boring to you. I have read job descriptions that I'm like, oh my God, I am exhausted just from reading this. And guess what? I probably would not interview well at those jobs. But if you re read a job description that lights you up, or maybe it's a job description that's just okay, but it's for a company that you really want to work for, great. All right. Those are the kind of jobs that you want to be applying for. And so remember, it is about the job interviews are a two-way street. Job interviews are about finding a mutually good fit. All right. So ask yourself, all right, out of all the million of job descriptions that I've read, why did I apply to this one? So even if you're not necessarily like excited because, you know, like people sometimes ask me if I want to do, like if my long-term plan is to coach full-time. And I always say my long-term plan is to not work. Uh, my medium-term plan <laughs> uh, it looks a little bit different, but Again, like if I had to choose between working and not working and maintaining my quality of life, I would probably choose not working. Um, but given that we must, you know, at least where we are right now, we're talking about, you know, finding a job that is aligned. What was it about that specific job description that seemed aligned to you? You know, um, why did you apply to that specific one out of all the million ones that you saw on Indeed and on LinkedIn and on Glassdoor? Why did you apply to that specific one? So if you're having a hard time answering this question before you're going to the job interview, here's what you can do. You can pick a bullet point and speak to it. All right. So for example, let's say that you're applying to be an ERG program manager. 
um, and you are really passionate about ERGs and you can talk about ERGs and the impact that they've had in your career, great. That is like the job function as a whole. Uh, but let's say that you're potentially applying for something for something else and maybe there's like one specific thing pick a bullet point so for me i one of my personal values i've shared this before i share this very often is that learning and growth are my personal values and so whenever i see a bullet point that incorporates teaching and learning that always makes me really excited about a role all right. Or maybe you're a numbers person and maybe you're really excited about the number of the reports that you're going to be writing. Or maybe you're a storyteller and you're really excited to tell, you know, like the company story or, you know, to showcase your storytelling abilities through this, you know, like this marketing role. Whatever it may be, just pick a bullet point and stick to it. And that way you can answer the question you know, what, why are you excited? What, what, what's your favorite part of the job description or why are you excited to work here? Um, you can also speak to the company's reputation or to the company's benefits package. Um, I've actually said that as a, you know, in, in job interviews, I one time when they asked me, oh, what, why do you think that this company would be a good fit? And I was like, actually in your benefits packet, it said that you have a $1,500, you know, like biannual employee benefit for professional development or something. I don't really remember. And so I talked about it and I was like, that seems like this is a company that values learning and learning is one of my own personal values. Therefore, I know that it can be a great fit because there's alignment there. In that specific situation, I wasn't even too sure what the company itself did, but I knew that that was a value that was important to me. And I was able to speak to that in the job interview. Okay, so it is definitely okay to fake it till you make it and to psych yourself up because, you know, in a, in a world where we have to go to work, <laughs> you can psych yourself up about the job that you are going to do. So that is all for today. I am so thankful that you decided to share this time with me. Um, if you have any questions, I am only a DM away. And then as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating, leave a review. It really helps the show grow. Thank you. See you next time. Bye-bye.